Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to Table for Two. This is Bruce Bozzi, and we are at the Sunset Tower on a beautiful October day past. Oh, you're like doing you're I doing thought. your voice. Yes. Wow. Like it's I, a whole lunch <laughs> radio oh, oh, oh. voice. And we're sitting at a specific table that I think is the most elegant, glamorous, well-lit table in the room and there's a reason for it and it's the tom ford table because today we're having lunch with the man himself tom ford our conversation was recorded back in october before the 2.8 billion dollar sale of tom's company to estee lauder was announced so while we don't talk much about that change we do cover the things that made that brand such a success elegance beauty and flair Speaking of which, Tom's wearing a black suit and a white shirt. Big change. It's what I always and wear. I love that your cuffs are not buttoned. Oh, yes. It's my casual look. This is Bruce Bozzi, and this is my podcast, Table for Two. You have to know this about Tom. So Tom and I had the pleasure of our children going to the same school at a certain period of time. So I drop off and Tom would be dropping his son off at school as I would my, be dropping my daughter off. And oftentimes I'd turn the corner and at eight o'clock in the morning, this is what you look like. Always well, because it's easy. You know, I think people think, oh, a suit's so fancy, blah, blah, blah. A suit, a suit is so easy. You know, you don't have to think. And I wear the same not the same exact suit. I have probably 10 of them that are just copies of each other. But I think it's important in life to figure out what you look good in, what you feel comfortable in. You know, you don't need to change your style or your fashion just because fashion changes. You, you know, I think the, the most iconic people in the world are when you think about, you know, what someone looks like, you think about Icons, I mean, for example, right. they don't usually change their style. 
Um, well, it can be an, an example of that. You're oh, right. Let me finish. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I wasn't sorry. finished. Oh, no, I was sorry. interrupted by food. Unfortunately for Tom, food came, even though, you know, this is about lunch. I know, but it's not about lunch. It's about talking. And I was, in fact, I never have lunch. I never go out to lunch. <laughs> I'm very I honored. I usually don't special. even eat at my desk. If I'm in the office and I smell food, I'm like, who's eating food? <laughs> dinner's different. You know, dinner's fine. But lunch, it interrupts my day. It interrupts my way of thought. I don't like going out in the daytime. <laughs> Past a certain age, nobody looks good in overhead, overhead daylight. Well, speaking they of that. They don't. I think, you well, know. We're at Tom's. Just, we are at the Tower Bar, which is a very, very beautiful, elegant restaurant. Um, very Hollywood. Jeff Klein's done an incredible. Jeff Klein owns the place. And we're at Tom's table, and Tom. We are at my table, although I never sit here in the day, as of I said. Not. I only sit here at night, <laughs> and I'm so crazy that I had them black out the overhead spotlight <laughs> at my table. There's an overhead light at every other table. It's true. They put candles at mine, but I won't sit with an overhead light because nobody looks nobody good with an right. overhead light you it's get shadows lighting. over your yes. eyes you get shadows you know shadows everywhere even if you're young you don't look great with mm -mm. overhead light so avoid it at all costs so go back you were telling me but something. wait i don't talk about lighting because we oh. you know we were at your house the other oh day oh my god yes and i was watching you get dressed and you don't have proper lighting in your bathroom i don't know how you do it because someone once said or i read or I don't know, some famous decorator or famous vain person that lighting a bathroom is all about lighting the face. And it's true. You know, a powder room's different. It's for guests. It's evening. You know, that needs to be sexy, sensual, not overly lit. But your bathroom, I mean, you've got to be throwing light on your face. And again, after a certain age, Bruce, <laughs> you need a magnifying mirror. Because I think if you can make yourself look great with a mirror magnifying your face under really bright light, you're right. you know you're going to look good when you go out. So I had one. I had the magnifying mirror, not the light. And Tom was helping me get ready. And we for had a photo a little, shoot. For a photo shoot that Tom was art directing, which was really great. We had a really wonderful afternoon. But you had to put... So you kind of ta taught me a little bit about men's makeup, you know, a little putting, which... Makeup, let's call it grooming. Grooming. Um, which, by the way, you know, isn't, it's just to make your skin look better, especially when you're having, uh, you know, a photograph done. But, I mean, I could talk about that for... for <laughs> well, because there are all sorts of tricks, you know, which you, well, you learn. Trick. I need well, you learn when you today. You know, I off if you've you. ever done a, you know, a talk show or something like that, the makeup artist will put matte powder under your eyes because light bounces off of slick, shiny surfaces. So if there's something matte under your eyes, light can't bounce off of it and underneath your eyes look dead smooth. Right. So, you know, again, past a certain age, underneath of your, you know, the, the, the part age, underneath so, your... Just so you know, I'm past that certain No, age. that certain age is about 30. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm mean, kidding, Bruce. You said I'm, I was kidding. 50, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And then kidding. you told me at 55 it gets, you get to that next... Well, I don't know. I'm 61, so... I mean, uh, if you could... You know, there's, uh, everyone there's knows what you age. look like. You, this is not what 61 looks like. This is certainly not what 61 well, looks like. Well, someone said to me the other day, you know, 
oh, uh, 60s, the new 50, and 70s, the new 60, but 80 is still 80. And uh, it's, it's kind of true. Yes, lighting, you taught me a little bit about grooming and evening out my skin, and I get it. So I used to see Tom at school because we have kids. So tell me, how's fatherhood been? What's going on? Uh, what, what, oh, fatherhood I, is Richard amazing. Richard passed away this year. I want to send my condolences. I love, I used Thank to you. see Richard, you're welcome, um, in the morning, in the afternoons, uh, picking up Jack. And I know We were together for 35 years, uh, and it's been hard. It's, it's been about a year now. And only now am I actually able to really start seeing a future, seeing a, a third act, hopefully, mm -hmm. in my life, both, you know, professionally and, and personally. It's been hard, and I've really just concentrated. I mean, you know, when I say it's been hard, a, a lot of other people have had to go through this. So I realize that it's, it's part of life, losing someone that you love and someone that you've been with for a long time. Um, but I've, I've concentrated the year really on keeping Jack, my son's life, as normal, uh, you know, as, as it could be, because it was very traumatic for him, yes. too, to lose his father, you know, right before he turned nine. And uh, that was that was hard. Raising kids. In oh, the, yes, kids. I'm sorry to keep cutting kids. you off. No. I have a feeling we're both people that like to talk a lot. We well, are, I know that. No, we, no but we, we know each other. We go all over uh, the place. But, but, but back to that. When I was about to have Jack, uh, a therapist said to me, you know, having a child is the most selfish thing in the world that you can do. But raising a child is the most selfless wow. thing that you can I've do. I've never heard it. And it's true because, that way. you know, the world is where there are plenty of people on the planet. Right. So having a child and saying, you know, I want to bring another creature into existence right. could be considered somewhat selfish. Right. But raising a child indeed is selfless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have kids and you know that. Yeah, you know that it's selfless. You do. You give up yourself. It be it's the you know the minute you hold that baby, the daunting responsibility, just that overwhelmed me at least was like oh wow like everything is now changed and everything is about Ava and it is not easy. Now I'm getting into the high school years, so it's a little bit more about me. <laughs> oh, I was desperate to talk about. Uh, the baby crib in your bathroom for a year or two. But we'll <laughs> oh, edit that out. <laughs> no. So there Because your bathroom no, is the size of a basketball. Brian and I, so when we have a bedroom that had two bathrooms and when she, Ava was small, we made one of the bathrooms her her room. Well, she needed to be near us. The, the bathrooms, it, as I said, they're the size of most people's living rooms. That, so. You know, that is TMI. <laughs> I know. You can edit that <laughs> you know, out. No one's edi editing that out. out. That's fun. So let's talk about beauty. Let's talk about... Oh, let's really? Yes. Youth, oh, beauty. beauty. I mean, there's so much going on, I beauty? think. No, are we? I don't know. No. I mean, no. I said, Tom, you, Tom smells so good. What are you... And are I you wearing fucking one of fabulous? Features. No, I'm wearing this. Beau Du Jour. Beau Du Jour. Which Ooh. is one of my fragrances. A take on uh, a Belle Du Jour, which is a oh, film that Catherine Deneuve was in. And Beau Du Jour is the masculine right. version. And it's a very somewhat classic fragrance that 
when I was developing it, I sort of was thinking, okay, well, if Cary Grant were alive today, what kind of fragrance would it, he be wearing? Yeah. So it's more classic than a lot of my other fragrances. Is that the, the one of the first things you notice about someone? What did, when you see what, scent, like, do you, is it a smell? Scent? Is it their eyes? It's their shoes? Like, what? What gets the tea? Oh, out? it's eyes. It's eyes. eyes. It's not shoes. It's eyes. What do you look, what do you see? Are you talking about the color of the eyes? Or no, no, no. It has nothing to do with the color. Yeah, it's something in people's faces. Uh, I'm closing my eyes while I talk to you because right. I often close my eyes when I talk because I can I can concentrate and and focus. No, when I say eyes, I guess it's expression. You mm -hmm. know, some people just look kind, and other people just look like jerks. And, yeah. And often it, it proves to be true. So it, it's something about people's faces. And if they have a kind face, I notice that. Or, right. a, you know, an intelligent face. I right. notice that instantly. Well, yeah, I think it's important to, because I have the gift of having lunch with Tom Ford to talk about. The gift. The gift. I, I, <laughs> you can have lunch gift. with me anytime. Well, I mean. Today, where we actually eat. Because, well, I know. Yeah. Neither one of us are eating because I am no. I dare not eat as now that I know the You the can rules. eat. It'll no, just make I'm chewing fine. noise. No, I know. I know. Well. Um, you know, I guess the beauty secret, I guess I, that's not really what I'm, what is so interesting, but like, there seems to be a whole movement about, and they call it the, I think anti, anti-aging, but that's even not a good term. Like what people are doing now to sort of age gracefully, beautifully. It's so interesting. You want to talk about beauty so much because it's so, I mean, obviously I'm in the beauty business and of course, you know, I could tell you lots about different kinds of skincare, different kinds of makeups or all the makeup or, you know, tricks to look better. But for me, that's so much not what life is about. Um, what is life and about? And it's so funny. I often go to parties and people will actually want to have a serious conversation with me about moisturizer. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't talk about moisturizer. Let's talk about politics or what you're doing or the latest film you've seen or well, we're gonna get there but we can we can touch upon beauty. it oh my god yeah beauty well okay what's going on just right now what's we going just, on no 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 just it with beauty that you're like okay this is people are injecting way too many things yeah so let's talk face. about that let's That's talk about the on. procedures what well the, let's the just lips. talk about facial uh, dysmorphia okay yeah because i think a lot of people you look at a lot of celebrities now and you just think, oh my God, what do they see when they look right. in the mirror? They don't even look like themselves any longer. Right. And it is truly dysmorphia. I think a lot of these people lose touch with who they were. They see a line and they think they have to fill it. Right. They see a wrinkle and they've got to fill it. They see someone else's mouth and they think they need to have that. And right. I, I think it is a problem culturally for us um i think you know everything has to be done in moderation it's very hard i think to maintain your eye and realize that okay well you do have to age that is it looks odd sometimes when people literally don't age right i just don't want to get into specifics about who who looks great who doesn't look great well i'm just um, for me well need... for me i have a good friend well ali mcgraw who's oh, a friend and right. she looks incredible and she's in her mid-80s and she's beautiful absolutely beautiful right and has not done anything to herself oh she takes care of herself you know i think at a certain point you have to give up trying to be best in show and right. settle for best in class yeah and so yeah, if well you're said. a certain age look the best you can possibly look 
for that age. Take right. care of yourself. Right. You know, eat well, exercise. It's all those same old things you hear about. Right. You've got to exercise. You've got to eat well. You've got to take care of yourself. And, and it's true. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Welcome back to Table for Two. I am having an incredible time here at the Sunset Tower with Tom Ford. And since we're not eating right now, I'm wondering, when does Tom have lunch? So you you don't eat except for dinner. <laughs> I actually do eat lunch, but yeah, I, I mean, don't go I, out to lunch. Okay, so you never Going out lunch. to lunch, and I never go to lunch uh, parties, you know, during Oscar week, a very good friend of ours always has a lunch party. Well, you're never and I don't go. It's during the day as well. But it's during the day. It breaks up my day, ruins whatever I'm working on that day. Right. You know, I don't drink. So you go to a lunch party. People are drinking. They get sloppy. It's like, you know, okay, I just want to get, get on with my day. Yeah. And dinner, I've been to your house mm-hmm. and you eat it's super clean, very fish, a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. I was vegan for a few years, and and now I uh, eat fish as well. 
So is that the kind of so you prefer entertaining at home and being sort of in control of the food? Well, I I started entertaining or having people over for dinner a lot uh, during Richard's illness because he really couldn't go out. So for the last five years, we've pretty much just had people to our house uh, for dinner. Um, now I'm realizing, oh, there are restaurants. I can go out. <laughs> I can go can. out with friends. And right. so I've been doing that a lot more. Are you, are people, um, if I'm allowed to ask, asking you out on dates? Because I know a lot of people that want to ask you out on dates. Good? Really? Hmm. No, no one has. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, that's surprising. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm only now even starting to think about that. Right. Uh, and maybe starting to be able to, well, as I said, to think about it. But no, no one ever comes on to me. No one ever asks me out. That is insane. That's, but okay, I get it. Do you think it's because of like there's an austereness about you because of... Austere. You know? Probably. I don't know. You know, I think I'm actually a very shy person. I don't know that, you know, most people would believe that, but... I think sometimes when you're very shy, you can seem aloof, right? Uh, and it's really a defense mm -hmm. um, to just kind of, you know, maintain a certain. And I'm a very formal person, you know. I, I'm. You uh, are a formal person. Well, m meaning that it, it takes a, a while, you know. But by the way, Europeans are, and I've lived in Europe for. 30 years or more and Europeans are by nature much more formal than Americans you know especially in California people hug you immediately and, <laughs> and you know your waiter will come over and tell you his name what his favorite food is on the menu uh, ask you personal questions and it's very very odd to me Right. I mean, um, your hard line with at a dinner party when I we've hosted them or when you is like the whole spousal thing separate spouses. Sit oh next my God! To you I have. Mean, I mean, yeah, I'm old fashioned. You know, I believe if you go to a dinner party, you cannot sit spouses next to each other. You have to split them up. That way, when they go home and get into bed. They've got a lot of things to gossip about. Oh my God, that woman who sat next to me, she was a nightmare. She was horrible. Really? Well, you didn't have to sit next to him. Wow, he was so boring. No. Yes, and did you see what she had on? You know, if you're sitting next to your spouse, you don't get to do that. You don't. No, and it's no. just ridiculous. Well, it's the point of a dinner party is to meet new people or to at least be able to talk to people you don't talk to every day. You bring up um, uh, LA. Uh, so I associate you, because New York, you're not done yet. I think you're completing your work on Halston's uh, townhouse. That is great. Let's call it my townhouse. What, what, what? <laughs> yes, yes. formerly it belonged to Halston. So we have New York, uh, at, London. I, I actually was in that. Uh, I was in that house when I was 18. I was dating someone who worked uh, for Andy Warhol at the factory, and I went by. Uh, probably it would have been 1979 uh, to pick someone up before we went out. And I walked into that house, and I was just like, "Wow, really!" And so it's amazing that. To me, that I own that house uh, now, and um, isn't that the beautiful thing terrific. about life? I mean, like that. Yeah, if that, you live long enough, you, you get live, to have those beautiful things enough. happen. Are you are you keeping it in that sort of? I actually put it back to the way that it looked. It was designed by an architect called Paul Rudolph, who uh, was the dean of architecture at Yale. And uh, there's a long story to that I won't bore your listeners with. But he redesigned the house for Halston. It wasn't designed originally for Halston. Redesigned yeah. it for him when he moved in in 1974. 
And then it was owned after that by Johnny Agnelli and Gunter Sachs. Oh, wow. And it had been ripped apart, sadly. And so I have basically put it back the way it was. Uh, because it was how pretty cool. it was pretty perfect. Yeah, how cool. But I mean, but that's sort of like your thumbprint on so many things. You bring back you make things sexy again, you bring things back, what you did, you know, with Gucci, <clears throat> what you've done over the course of the Tom Ford. It's certainly my style. Thank you. You're you're welcome. We have very specific feelings about our cities. Tell me about Los Angeles. You're Los Angeles. I love LA. Uh, I love the sun. I love the palm trees. I love the climate. I grew up in the American West, so I love the space. Um, I love the history of LA, you know? But I'm, I suppose I maybe live in the past imagination of the LA or what it was. I mean, you know, of all those film sets and, you know, and life was never like you saw in the movies or you saw in press photos from, let's say, the golden age of Hollywood. Right. But that is what is still in my head. That has nothing to do with the reality of LA today. Uh, You know, LA is a very family oriented city. I love it. When Richard was alive, uh, uh, you know, and everyone stays home in L.A., it was one thing to me. Now that I am single, L.A. can be a very isolating place. You know, we're all in our cars. There's not street life the way there is in other cities like New York or London. And you can feel very isolated. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm feeling that yeah. at this moment in my life. And I lived in London for more than 20 years and I've just bought a place there and I'm, I'm you did I did and I'm thinking of uh, possibly moving back yeah well I, mean, I haven't told my son that yet be, so if I, I don't think he'll be listening yeah, to this I don't podcast. think he'll be listening to <laughs> but Jack he loves London anyway and he grew up is. there he grew up there <laughs> till he was five he had the most beautiful English accent which now sounds very California you know he's a, he's a special special boy um we're basically neighbors and which is like we are neighbors now. How many sad. times do but we right, see each that's other? What I'm saying. It's we very infrequently. live less than five minutes yes. away from each other, and, it's and we see each other yeah. six times a year, it's four very times. But that's the way everyone yeah. is in LA. As much as I would hate you doing that, I well, you're going to move to New York. What well, are you talking exactly. about? Exactly. But I'm going to move to New York. But I'm also going to have your daughter doesn't know that. No. Now she does. <laughs> she knows. They all know that. I mean, I have four years, three and a half years. And I, I would like a room in your place in London, like maybe like a downstairs apartment that I can just come and go at when I visit. Anytime. Is that possible? <clears throat> no, yeah, I do think London's a great, that would be a great The reason I like London is that it has all of the, co- I mean, I have a place in New York, so I'm lucky. I, I get to go, you know, wherever, whatever well, yeah, city you, I want to. The but but uh, what I like about London is it has all the cultural, um, the features of New York, but it is a calmer city. If you're in your house in London, you can hear your clock tick. Right. Whereas in New York, you hear horns honking yeah, in the distance. You feel the rumble of the frenetic, subway. Yeah. You feel. You open your door and you're just bombarded. Whereas in London, you can open your door and there's a park in front of you, or a garden, or a you know, it's, it's a different a different rhythm. So do you have? Will this happen soon? Doing that? Uh, yeah, no. Um, oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm renovating it now. It'll be done in May, and we'll certainly spend the summer there. And So we're thinking, we'll, all right. Mm, 
Wow. Or not. Or not. You know? Well, you don't know. Anything no, I'm, right, right, I love, right. as I said, I love LA. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. Gosh, you have my mind going all over. So you, I, I read something that I thought was super groovy and cool about you. What, and if this is true. Oh, um, all of it, of course. You, when you were a young boy, used to <clears throat> rearrange the, your parents' furniture. In I their did. House. And I think that. And they let me do it. I think they realized I could do it better than they could. <laughs> <laughs> um, really? They went out to a movie. I grabbed the babysitter or nanny or whoever <laughs> was with. And I said, all right, we're moving the sofa over here. We're pushing that over there. And I would say to my mother before she left, I'm going to rearrange the living room when you leave. And she would say, okay. Go for it. Go, go ahead. That is so fun to me. And I think, you know, my parents, my mother is still alive. She lives here in LA and she's great, but my parents were great. They allowed me to be creative really in any way that I yeah. wanted. They were very, very supportive always. And I think they knew that I enjoyed this and that I was good at it. And so, okay, let them do it. Right. That's very special. Do you like that with happened with Jack? No way. Right, I was going to say, if Jack wanted to change <laughs> no the way. I think he would be like... <laughs> well, Jack has his own bedroom and playroom, and I mean, he can do whatever he wants in there, but no, can't touch the rest of it. No. I mean, and I don't know that I'll ever be able to be with anyone else uh, romantically. Maybe yes, but I don't think I could live with anyone else. I mean... Oh, my I houses going, are so perfect. Yeah. Somebody's going to come in you and say, oh, be, can I put my grandmother's chest right here? And it's like, no. You would be so difficult to live with, just so you know. I'm easy. No, from the that side of like putting things down, like you can't put that there. Brian's somewhat like that, oh, just not as bad. I think the only way I could ever live with someone again was to <laughs> keep my place, let them keep theirs, and then we get someplace together. Yeah. That is because, yeah, I'm very... Or they have to just be somebody who just lets me do it. Like that's your that's your area. Yeah. You're an incredibly talented art director, art you take f photographer, you really sort of Thank you. You're welcome. And <clears throat> one of the things you do really well, and I think one of the reasons like all your stuff is so sexy is not just because of you, but how you present it. You've leaned into that. You've leained into I'm an equal the opportunity. Sexuality. I'm an equal opportunity objectifier. Yeah. Uh, I am just as happy to objectify men. You know, in our, our culture, we objectify women all the time. We have used nude women or barely clad women to sell products uh, for years. And I'm glad that finally, uh, you know, they're, you know, we're using men in that same way, and it's okay now for men to be sexy. So many straight guys will come to my shop, they're trying on a pair of pants, and they want to turn, and you, they want you to give them a mirror so they can look at their asses yeah. in the mirror. Now, that, when I was growing up, was not something that happened. Men right. were not that aware of their bodies. And these are straight guys who's like, you know, what does my butt look like? Give me a mirror. Right. And uh, it's interesting. There's the, the comfort level. And by the way, men are just as vain, if not more vain than women. Uh, and uh, I think they just haven't been given uh, the license to be that way in the past. And increasingly, they are. I think um, that that's been really exciting to watch and really exciting to see that change. And you bring up something else, which has then been, you know, the world we live in, which is this whole sort of cancel culture, which 
bleeds into that, which bleeds into all these aspects of objectifying, who feels objectified. It's hard as a fashion designer, if you want to celebrate a certain look or thing, you have to immediately think, okay, where did this come from? What culture did this come from? Will this be considered appropriation? When for me, it's really celebration. I mean, yeah. there have been collections that I've done in the past. Well, not only collections that I've done, but music that's been created by others, art that's been created by others that you could not create in today's world because it would be considered appropriation. Right. So you have to be very careful. Uh, it, it's affected the way we take pictures. It's affected uh, the way I design. It's, you know, you scrutinize ideas sometimes before you can even get them off the ground, which is very hard creatively because sure. I think the best... Or, or for me, the, the, the most creative way to work is to just let loose and just throw everything out there and then rein it in. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Ah. 
having lunch with Tom is super special to me. And Tom is not only one of the most incredible fashion designers, as we all know, but he's an incredible filmmaker. And Tom has made two Academy Award-nominated movies, Single Man and Nocturnal Animals. So let's get back to the table and find out what inspires Tom when it comes to making movies. If you walk through your career or, you know, your life, what I know of it, your early years in architecture and then going into design and then, you know, you're traveling Europe and your success and then you go into the movie business. And, you know, when I saw A Single Man, it is like a piece of art. It is beautiful. Your, 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 your ability to go from fashion to creating a film, where did that where does that come from? And you have these two films that you've done that are beautiful. <clears throat> are you working on another film? And you also have... Oh my God, you're asking like five questions yeah, and all you, at once. Yeah, just, and <laughs> Let's go back to where where does it come from? Because I, I know, I'm is, already forgetting what, this the is first I get in thing trouble. you ask. No, no, no. You can ask the second one after the first. Uh, they sort of lead that way. Yes. Uh, as you can tell, I'm very bossy. Yeah. <laughs> um, which right there is a good answer. Director. The word director. Mm. It's something that comes naturally to me. You know, I am a creative director. I am used to working with the very best people in fashion, let's just say. Let's start with fashion. The very best people. You have to have a vision. You have to know what you want to say as a fashion designer. But you have to lead and inspire this group of people. Fashion design, I mean, you know, assistant designers, seamstresses, hair and makeup people, lighting people. Uh, you have to get the best out of them. So you have to inspire them and, uh, you know, let them express themselves. But at the same time, you have to sort of corral it all and focus it into your vision, which is, in my case, somewhat singular. You know, fashion is not a democracy. It's a dictatorship. And in the end, you know, if I design something, it's because that's exactly the way I want it. I've been called a control freak. I hate that word. But I think if my name is on something, it needs to be exactly the way I sure. want it. So, yes, yes others, somebody else can say, maybe it should be like this. And I say, no, it should be like that. Or yes, a right. great idea. Right, right. So the same is true with film. As a film director, it's the same process. You have to have a vision. You have to know what you want to say. You have to hire the best people bring out the best in them, the best actors, the best cinematographer, the yep. best of everything. But yet you have to steer it all in a way that expresses your point of view and that you don't lose. So, so the, the, the process uh, is not dissimilar. Also, the thing about fashion is we have, people don't realize fashion designers have an enormous uh, kind of... Uh, a hard drive loaded with images from almost every film that's ever been made. You know, when we start a collection, we pull images from, you know, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and most of them are from film or they're from, um, you know, so we have a grasp on culture, contemporary culture, past culture that I, I don't think most people realize. And that's very helpful when you're making uh, a film to have, you know, to know all of the great, you know, filmmakers that came. Uh, are there any the that US. you can pull that you say, I loved his or her work growing up that influenced you? Oh, God, so many. I mean, you know, it's more like pick a decade and who was your fav favorite director from that period. Okay. You know, there there was a moment, um, and, and this maybe sounds, I, I don't know whether this will sound great or not, but there was a moment in gay 
culture, when it was really almost part of your responsibility as a gay man or woman to know every old film that was ever right. made, uh, and to be able to almost quote them. Right. Uh, and, and that has been lost often now. I'll, I'll mention to a, a younger friend that's gay, oh, you know, blah, 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 something Betty Davis said in this film, or so-and-so right. said in that film, or, you know, uh, George Cukor, or, you know, and do you remember that? Yeah, longer. yeah, and, and they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I, how did I that know. get lost? You're 100 percent right. We all knew well, stuff. No, we now almost need to teach a, a gay cultural history class. To <laughs> I don't know. That might be what you do. Or, uh, you know, it, or maybe it's okay that we're losing it because maybe it means that that you know that the world is becoming more homogenized. You can be gay. You can be straight. You can be. Maybe we don't have to. You know, I, don't I know look forward that. to this day when. The, the phrase coming out of the closet will just completely disappear because yes. you won't have to come out of a closet because you would never have been in a closet. Yes. And people will say, I oh, it's getting there. You're dating her? Yeah, yeah. Well, weren't you dating him? Right. Yes, yep. but we broke up and now I'm dating her. Right. And, and it's just not even a, a thought. So I know I'm rambling. No, you're not rambling. From movies, we've now gone on to... to no, but I think I think you're right. Contemporary culture. I think that you know what what I see with my uh, my nephews and some of their friends who are gay is they don't. There's no declaration. There really is no more declaration. So I think that one of, and one of the reasons I think that is happening is because of our generation, but specifically people like yourself who have influenced culture, who have influenced style, who have brought the sexuality of men and women and kind of intertwined it, Tom. That's something well, thank you. that a younger generation sees. So they might not know the Betty Davis line, but they're, <laughs> they they're looking they at your, your images, your billboards, your commercials, your clothes, your runway shows, and they're seeing this fluidity. That's the thing after I've been a fashion designer for about 35 years, and I've seen every style and trend come and go. And it constantly amazes me, you know, some of my younger assistants in my design studio, they're in their early 20s, and they'll come and show me something that like, yeah, we did that in 1988. <laughs> and in my mind, it's old because we've already done that. We did that in 1988. But to them, it's so new. It was done right. 20 years before they were born, and they've never seen it before, and they get so excited. So it's constantly tricky to... Uh, kind of keep your mind, uh, at least in fashion, young. So you have to surround yourself with young assistants to whom all of these things seem fresh, even though you've seen them in several incarnations previously. When do you know like that it's, because you sort of brought back a 70s vibe for a bit there? Well, you know, it's interesting because I was talking to a friend who had just interviewed Giorgio Armani the other day, and, and my friend said, and he's a fashion journalist, he said, uh, you know, if you could live in an era just stylistically, what would it be? And I said, the 1930s. And he said, interesting, that's what Giorgio Armani said the other day when I interviewed him. And I said, well, it's the same, because the early 70s were all about reviving the 1930s. And then the 90s was my generation reviving the early 70s. Mm. So there, and now <laughs> everyone's reviving the 90s. So there's a constant revival. But what happens is it changes each time right. because our, our, our beauty standard changes. Today's beauty standard is hard and um, a little meaner and tougher than it was in the 1970s, where in the 1970s, men and women were kissable. Yeah. They were 
uh, you know, you you look at a beautiful woman in a fashion magazine in the 1970s, and she's smiling. Yes. You know, yeah. women and men uh, in fashion magazines and on the runway in that period used to smile. Yep. I mean, Halston shows, you know, the models twirled down the runway with smiles on their face, laughing, and fashion was joyous today. Every ad, everyone's glaring at you, and they're looking really mean <laughs> yeah. and tough or miserable. Right. Those are the ones that kill me, yeah. where it's like, buy this really expensive $5,000 coat, and you too can look miserable <laughs> and mean and depressed. <laughs> So anything but to. on the horizon that you're Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, one is a screenplay that I finished uh, right before COVID. Um, and another is uh, a property that I have that I need to get busy and finish the screenplay on. Um, but I'm only now, as I said earlier, coming out of a kind of sure. year-long yes. uh, period of readjustment. And before that, Richard was quite ill for a few years. We had COVID. Yeah, I didn't feel very creative. No, 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 no. I understand that. Um, though, meanwhile, everything is still sort of so perfect. I mean, I just, you're, you know, you walk into your store here in Los Angeles in Beverly Hills, and it's just, your your line is just gorgeous. What is, what is spring? What is spring? Oh, my God, you're not really going to talk no, I about fashion. Know. Just a little bit. Oh, my God. Spring. Well, for spring, I take off my jacket. And I roll up my sleeves, you, and you that's called spring. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what are the colors of spring? Oh God, come on! No, we're not going to talk scoop. about fashion. We're not going to talk okay, about. Okay, we're fashion. done with fashion. Not that I don't love fashion. No, I know I do, you don't. but I think it's because it's my well. What? Day how would job. you describe my fashion? Uh, you take more fashion risks than most men I know. Really. I think of you as very definitely a fashion consumer, um, the, which is great because I know you wear a lot of my clothes, but they look good on you. You, you know, you, you take care of yourself. You know what works on you. You know what colors look great on you. You're not afraid to take risks. And so I would say you are the perfect male customer. I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here having lunch with you being recorded, um, but actually it's true. Thank you. I, however, because I work in fashion, and, and by the way, look at the runways and see what most fashion designers come out in at the end of the show. Most male fashion designers are in a pair of jeans yes. with a pair of trainers, with a t-shirt or something like that, because all day long we spend time looking at clothes and it's it, we're in fittings, we're looking at fabrics, we're looking at colors. And I think it's very hard to turn that back upon myself. Um, I do it more in evening clothes. You know, in LA, you don't wear evening clothes very much unless you're on a red carpet. In London, for example, though, you know, I would be in a tuxedo a couple nights a week. And there are restaurants where you still have to wear a tie and where you have to have on a jacket. And so you, you open a closet where I have evening clothes and I probably have you know 20 different evening jackets whereas for day I have a row of black suits right. or jeans you know right. I have sort of two looks I, I have a look that I grew up in in Santa Fe and I still wear you've probably seen me in it uh -huh. you know beaten up jeans a denim yep. shirt a pair of boots 
Uh, yep. So I sort of have two uniforms, and uh, one is a suit. And yeah, you know, Jack, uh, one of his teachers, called me in a year or two ago and said, you know, we have a problem. And I said, what? And she said, well, Jack is telling some of the other boys that they're tacky for wearing shorts to school. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> I really don't think shorts should be allowed at school. I mean, Jack wears jeans and a t-shirt. I love that about Jack. And I agree. It's but he does. But all of his friends wear shorts. It's like, Jack, you can wear shorts on the tennis court. You can wear shorts at home. You yep. can wear shorts on vacation. You can wear swim shorts in the pool. But no, you really shouldn't go to school in shorts, I have a sort I have the same feeling with Ava. Shorts. And I, well, I have that thing about men and sneakers that uh, that were you should wear shoes, you should wear loafers when you're in, you know, when you go out. Like, so when I was in COVID and I got up and I'd get dressed every day, like I was leaving the house, but I was just walking down to my office and Brian would be like, Where are you going? She'd hear, Click, 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 click. I put my jewelry <laughs> on. And he, I'm like, I'm just going down the click, hall. Click, 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 click. Well, you know I like a heel, <laughs> Mr. Ford. I never take it for granted spending time with Tom. And I hope you've all enjoyed today's lunch. Tom is incredibly generous. He's loving. He's irreverent. He's kind. But it doesn't always come without some anxiety. So let's talk a little bit more with Mr. Ford to see how he gets through the night. Life inspires me, and usually this will sound crazy, but that comes from problems, meaning the things that wake me up in the middle of the night are things that are not working in my life, things that I need to improve, things that I need to, you know, I'm crazy. I'll wake up in the middle of the night obsessing about something. But what that usually tells me is, oh, there's not a solution here. Um, now it'll sound trite to pull that back into clothing, but often people will say to me, uh, you know, do you wear all your own clothes? And I say, well, of course, because if there's something I need, if there's something I want and I don't make it, then that means, all right, there's a niche in the market that's inspiring to me. And then I design whatever it is. So life is what's inspiring. Moving through life. When you encounter, I'm very practical. You encounter something you don't have, you invent it, you fix it, you make it, you, you know, and so, so life for me is a little, can be a little tortured. And I think for those around me can be very tortured because no matter what, <laughs> I never stop. It's never perfect. It's never finished. It's never corrected. You know, I'll see a new flaw, I'll have to repair it, I'll have to fix it, I have to create it. It's constant. Um, and, and that, I think, is, is part of being a designer. I mean, you're designing. Right. And, and, you know, all the things that you're doing are supposed to make life better. They're supposed to make life more beautiful, more pleasant, uh, more comfortable. Right. Uh, that's what we do. And so the things that wake me up in the middle of the night are usually things that are torturing me. Richard used to say, you know, why are you thinking about this? It's not important. <laughs> yes, it is important. We have to redo that sofa. It's the wrong <laughs> shade. It doesn't work with the carpet. That gray is too cold and the carpet is a warm gray. We have to fix it. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, you know, obsessing. Yes, and, right. and uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to obsess. Uh, about things. A lot of people aren't, uh, but I am. So I'm very lucky in that way. It's so meaningful to me that you joined me today. 
I love you so much for so many reasons. I think that what I know about Tom Ford is, you know, your sense of humor, your generosity. And I can be much more wicked when we're, oh, when we we're not being so mic'd. We're so dirty together. We are just very well, wicked. dirty, I don't know. Well, I mean, but dirty we're, fun. We're, yeah, well, I think so. But I just want to thank you very much for joining me today at the table. I hope this was not as painful as you thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, it wasn't painful at all. Uh, and it was a great pleasure. So, uh, thank you. Table for Two with Bruce Bozzi is produced by iHeartRadio, 737 Park, and Airmail. Our executive producers are Bruce Bozzi and Nathan King. Table for Two is researched and written by Bridget Arsenault. Our sound engineers are Paul Bowman and Alyssa Midgaff. Table for Two's LA production team is Danielle Romo and Lorraine Virez. Our music supervisor is Randall Poster. Our talent booking is by Jane Sarkin. Special thanks to Amy Sugarman, Uni Scher, Kevin Uvain, Bobby Bauer, Allison Cantor Graber, Barbara and Jen, and Jeff Klein, and the staff at the Tower Bar in the world famous Sunset Tower Hotel. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.